Hello, and welcome to the Living Box Free Podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ford. Ash is uh, taking a back seat for this podcast, but don't worry, she's here with us, amongst us. And today, we are coming back with a really cool podcast topic inspired by someone I met 14 years ago through FFA. We're going to introduce him here in a moment and his wife. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that we're passionate about, wellness, but we're also going to connect that specifically to another audience that I'm also really passionate about, agriculture and those people working as farmers and ranchers and in the agriculture and food industry. So that's what we're going to jump into today, wellness for those agriculturalists out there, farmers and ranchers. First, before we jump in, we're going to do our question that we always do, what's on the rise for you this week? We have two guests with us, Chris and Jackie Sanford. Welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So Chris and I met through FFA like 14 years ago, which makes us feel really old. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. uh, I still think we're young at heart, Chris. Um, We'll start with you, Chris. (laughs) What is on the rise for you this week? Uh, Being able to relax the next five days. I'm not a, we're headed to the upper peninsula of Michigan. And I am not a beach person, but my favorite beach in the world, well, that I've been to, is right on Lake Superior. It's kind of in this little wow. cove. And we'll, it's about the only time you can get me to sit at a beach all day long. Um, it's not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. You just work on your tan? Uh, no, I'll sit in the <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, well, this is a great promo for vacations in Michigan, huh? Yes. It's yes. I'll have to check state. that out. All right. Jackie, what about you? Mine is also vacationing. I'm looking forward to the sunrises, snuggling with the boys in the morning, reading books, Aww. also going to that same beach. And there's some cool waterfalls up there as well that we can walk and some areas to swim in. So good foods, family. Looking forward to it. That sounds great. How old are your boys? Seven and four. Awesome. All right. After the podcast, I'll be asking for parenting tips (laughs) (laughs) from a fellow boy mom here. Uh, well, we are so glad to have you both on here. Um, just a little bit of background for our listeners. Um, Chris sent me a message. I don't know. It's like a month ago, maybe through Facebook, just to say, uh, Hey, I also CrossFit and I've listened to your podcast and there's this huge need in the agriculture space, you know, just to take care of ourselves and we can just work ourselves ragged. And that's really what we want to talk about today is our wellness and, um, how do we prioritize what we need for our mental, physical, all those different categories of well-being? Um, before we jump into that first, I know you guys introduced yourselves a little bit, but tell us a little bit more about who Chris and Jackie are and what you do. So we are high school sweethearts, been together Aww. 17 years, minus two months where I made a lapse in my judgment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we both come from multi-generational farms, but we now are first generation farmers. We've started over, started everything on our own here in we're in Southern Michigan, so about 50 miles north of the Indiana-Ohio border where it comes together. So we raise beef cattle throughout the year on our farm and market it to direct consumers. We have a farm store here, right here on the farm 
And then I, both of us still work full time. I, I'm a livestock nutritionist where I do dairy and beef sales and, and work with farmers throughout Southern Michigan. And like you've heard, we have two boys and trying to manage life. And I work off the farm as well. I work for Farm Credit here in Michigan, and I appraise everything that moves on a farm. So I don't appraise real estate. I'll go out if we go to a dairy farm and appraise the equipment as well as the feed and count livestock. So I was actually in Wisconsin yesterday um, out to wow. farms over there. So travel the state, but also some Northeast Wisconsin travel as well, along wow. with everything else that Chris said. So Yeah. You guys do a lot, obviously. Uh, your own farm, you have your own store. That's so cool. And then also careers outside of that. And for those who are wondering, did I hear Chris right? He's a nutritionist for cattle. Yes, you did. <laughs> he is. Uh, my sister's also, she's a dairy um, cattle nutritionist. So uh, it is, it's a cool career. Um, let's talk a little bit for those listening in. We do have a lot of folks that tune into our podcast who are, who love CrossFit and they, they like fitness, but maybe they've never spent a day on the farm. So if you were to describe what in your own words, what's day in the life of being a farming family look like? So ours might be a little different than some, just because we both still work full time. My job is a little more flexible. So our mornings will start. We have cattle on here at the home farm. Um, so chores get done. Uh, where we mix feed, which all the ingredients go into one batch and then fed to the um, to the cattle each day. And then we have cattle on pasture about 10 minutes away. So those are taken care of. And then we kind of disperse and do our full-time jobs and then come home. So with selling direct to the consumer for us, a lot of our nights are, do we have orders to pack? Are we ready for the weekend with the with the store open a lot we're handling cattle a lot more so that day you know a lot of mondays we're hauling cattle we have to pick up meat bring it home so there's selling direct compared to selling just to the to the open market is is a little different than some of the normal farmers but our day in life kind of consists of that raising that animal and then bringing you know going to the processor and then bringing it home to sell an end product to the consumer. And then we have our farm store on the weekend. Um, we have hired employees to help us manage and run that. And then my big piece to the farm is the book work behind it. And then the marketing piece of it. So that's done in the evenings and on the weekends, understanding social media, scheduling, finding ways to help save time and be efficient and reach our customer and help them and bring them local beef to their, to their tables. For those who want to go follow you, what are, where are the best places to follow your farm? We have a website, SanfordFamilyBeef.com. And then we're also on Facebook and Instagram. If you look at us, um, SanfordFamilyBeef.com or SanfordFamilyBeef on Facebook. Yeah. And Instagram. That's great. If you ever look at my Instagram feed, there's three things. You see CrossFit athletes, you see cattle slash horses slash pigs, <laughs> and then you see just motivational quotes, those three things. So um, I'll have to go make sure I follow you guys. Uh, okay. So we talked a little bit about the farm life and I'm sitting over here thinking, uh, wow, when do you have free time? And I'm sure a lot of people who are 
in similar shoes to you guys, they might say, think the same thing. Like I don't ever have free time. And I know Chris, when we talked earlier before this, you mentioned joining CrossFit and taking one hour for yourself and how you've lost, I think you said 60 pounds since starting. So tell us in this busy hustle of jobs, farming, parenting, share with us a little bit about your journey of starting to prioritize your health and what inspired you to do that? Yeah. So I, I followed some people that were, were members at the gym that the box that we're at now. And finally one day, just, I, my brothers and I, it's not a competition, but we follow the role of one another. And my, my middle brother had, had finally started to take some weight off. He ran a marathon or two and it was, it was in the back of my mind and, and stopped in one day, watched the class. And, and for me, it was just either I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. So CrossFit for those first year and a half, two years, it, it took probably 20, 30 pounds off, but didn't bring the piece of nutrition with it. You know, it's funny. I'm a, I'm a livestock nutritionist. I control and help maintain diets for dairy cattle and beef cattle, but I wasn't doing that for my own body. And, and so I finally, in the last couple of years, a few different times have taken that approach of, of putting the workout with the nutrition you know, and more comes off. I, I still think there's another 20, 30 pounds. I, I have, I've listened to a couple podcasts of your guys's and that food is the issue. Sometimes you just go on binges and, and it's hard. You can still put the workout in, but that weight, it just doesn't come off. So, and then going to that piece mentally, it's just that break. I'll have people ask about, you know, I'm called the farmer at the gym or meat man or, or some things along that line. And, but it's that hour break. And, and when you get into a 20 minute AMRAP or a, a 40 minute time cap, you don't have time to think about the issues that are coming up or the issues or the challenges you're facing right now. You're focused on that workout. And I think that clears the mind. And I saw that. And as, as Jackie came in, some of the things, same things, it's just a break. And then, and then being the role model for my boys, I think that was a big step of having a three-year-old and then another, you know, another son coming is I have to be better in my life, both mentally and physically and CrossFit and the CrossFit community has helped me get there. Yeah. Uh, and Jackie, we're going to get to you in just a little bit and ask you about your start to CrossFit. Um, I, I love that you also tied in your, your nutritionist for cattle and you recognize like, Hey, me doing one hour workout a day. Um, I also need to fuel, right. And that, that fuel in our own nutrition makes a big difference. Ash just started coaching our beginners class full time. I used to do that. And one of the things we talk about in one of the first classes is what are you doing the other 23 hours? Are you sleeping enough? Are you eating right? Like this one hour is precious time, but there's a lot of other components that that feed into your overall health. So I love that you tied that in. Uh, tell us a little bit, because there are a ton of people out there who are scared to death 
to try CrossFit. And right now when we're recording this, the CrossFit games are going on and people are watching these women do 200 pounds, shoulder to overhead. I can't do that. <laughs> and most humans can't. And that is like a totally different category of CrossFit. So tell us, what were your thoughts when you first went to CrossFit and why did you stick with it? I, I was a wrestler growing up. So some of that high interval intensity in short amount of periods was, was in the back of me. So I had some of that background. I, I don't know if you call myself an athlete. I mean, I was a wrestler and an offense alignment and defense alignment for football. So my flexibility is probably one of the things that really struggles in CrossFit, but it just, you know, in that first couple of weeks, we had a national diabetes workout that was probably over 30 minutes long. I was like, oh, man, they keep coming like this. I don't know if I can, <laughs> can stay on board, but it was just sticking with it. One of the things is I'm I'm very stubborn and it just but that piece for me that doesn't make you as scared was that is that community piece. And when I think when you find that group of people that's so supportive the workouts there in front of you. You don't have to go to the gym and figure out, okay, I'm going to do three reps, three times 10 reps of bench press and then move to the elliptical. It's the workouts programmed. You have a group around you. And if you're competitive or super competitive, you can go toe to toe with somebody that you know is close to you as an athlete or try and push to beat somebody. And that's really, you know, as my brothers have gotten involved, that's as scores are posted throughout the day. I always like to go later in the afternoon so I can beat them. Um, <laughs> I, so, I think you're an athlete. You're definitely a competitor, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just, it can be intimidating, especially to watch the CrossFit games right now. And, and I watched them probably six, seven, eight years ago. And man, that's, that's a different way to approach physical fitness. And, but it's just been it's just been a different group of friends that wants to connect and be better about their overall health. And, and I think you have to approach that and, and people to lean on. You have your stability of friends in one area that you've grown up with and built mm -hmm. as you become gone throughout life. But then this CrossFit community, it's just another group of friends that it builds and, and gives us the ability to bounce thing and, become better human beings. Yep. Uh, Jackie, let's, let's hear from you. I, it sounds like Chris started CrossFit first, but you now CrossFit too. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little so bit about started. what inspired you. Yeah. So he started and our gym has a wine and wad women's night. And so I went, they had half off membership for two months and I said, we'll just give her a try. I'll be honest, those first two months were rough. I did not like it, but I knew, you know, 21 days to a habit. So I pushed through and I started to see results from my strength being able to carry at that time. Our oldest would have been five, carrying him up the stairs into bed. And I think the, the pivotal moment for me to know that this will be a long term, um, way to continue my fitness was when we purchased the farm. And in 2020, we put up our barn and our farm store. And so there are lots of things to move, heavy objects. And Chris would always call guys, 
guy friends to come help him move things. And he was like, Hey, we got this. We can move this freezer tonight. I'm like, okay, I can hold my own on the farm finally. And so whether it was that or moving tires, um, just building things, I, I can now hold my own on the farm. Um, so that was pivotal for me. But then, like Chris said, the community aspect of it is huge. And the mindset resources that I have found through CrossFit have been life-changing for me from different podcasts, different books that I've stumbled across and friends. It's been, it's been huge. That's awesome. And, uh, I'm curious those first couple of months, cause I had a similar experience, Jackie, the first few months I was like, I don't think this is for me. And I'm curious, what was the most difficult part for you in those first couple of months? It was the cardio. I think mm -hmm. I, so I had just taken off 30 pounds earlier that year wow. and was looking for something. Yeah. Looking for something to continue to keep that weight off and stay healthy. And that's when the wine and wine and wad um, was scheduled shortly after that. And yeah, so I think it was just the cardio. Um, yeah, the dumbbells were terrible. <laughs> dumbbell oh, thrusters dumbbell are one of my least favorite things yeah they're yeah. so hard but now that I can handle a 35 pound dumbbell in RX workouts it's pretty awesome yeah that's so awesome yeah yeah once you get that 35 pound dumbbell you can you can handle that you're pretty good to RX most things <laughs> yeah and what's so cool is you're talking Jackie for anyone who doesn't know the definition of CrossFit constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity. You just gave us so many examples of functional movement, that transferability, transferring outside of training in the gym to your farm, moving things with Chris. You are physically capable. I love, I love hearing that. That's super cool. Uh, well, let's hear a little bit from both of you. Since you've started CrossFit, you've prioritized making time for you. You've built this new community, new relationships of people. What changes have you seen the most in your overall well-being? And when we talk about well-being here, the categories we normally think about are physical, mental, spiritual, relationships, rest or sleep is another category. So what would you say you've seen the most um, change in? I was most surprised. I thought CrossFit would just be all physical. But again, for me, it's the mindset and mm -hmm. learning that I can control my thoughts and through gratitude practice, I can set myself up for success, for challenges, whether that's challenges as a parent, as a farmer, um, or anything that's thrown at us personally. So my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's here back in March at age 53. And I have to tell you that if I didn't have CrossFit in my life, I don't think, I don't know how I'd be surviving right now. Um, just to have the community behind me at the gym and what I've learned mindset wise that I can control through the situation and look at the bright side of things is life-changing. And so for me, when I think of CrossFit, it's, it's the mindset shift that I've been able to take in my life to show up as a better mom, a better employee, uh, farmer, wife, friend, family member. That's and awesome. I think for, for me, it's, I look at something like a hero wad, you know, Murph and, and some of the other ones we do. And 
I, I love sales from a standpoint in my job from the, once I get relationships, I love have, building relationships, but the cold calling part, absolutely miserable. Um, and the challenge of bringing it back with what CrossFit, CrossFit's done, especially in those hero wads, when you think about it, pulling on to somebody's place that you never met, you're trying to make an introduction. And I, I think about Murph and you just grind through it. Like I, especially some of the, one of the first years, I'm still a pretty, was still a pretty big guy grinding out that second mile going up a hill. It's like, I want to quit, but he gave the ultimate sacrifice. And I, and I think about that some days when I'm out working, not only here on the farm, but out doing my job. It's like, you know what? There's people that have gone through worse. And I think that mentality that some of those workouts and, and everyday workouts give me is don't quit. You know, that person playing in your head. And it, it, that's just the grinder of, you want to sit on the couch at eight 30, but your kid says, will you read to me or, and we all have those struggles, but at the same sense, it's changing your mindset to be more active, not only in all aspects of your life, but, but the little things. Yeah. Murph is a great example of that. Uh, and I just think similar to what you both are saying, that mental capacity it's like going back and being like, you know what? I did a hundred pull-ups or I, I did 200 push-ups. Like I've done something way harder. I can do this. And that threshold for what your ability to take on just becomes greater and greater. So it's, it's, I totally agree with you guys. That's, that's cool to hear that mental growth and strength. And then also, I know you mentioned a lot, the community as well, Jackie and relationships and support. And that's, I always say Globo Gym, headphones in, looking in a mirror, so different than CrossFit, right? Like I am so grateful there are no mirrors because I don't want to see my face when I snatch. I don't know what it looks like and I don't need to know. Like, but it's just, it's different and the, the connections you make and the support. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really, I, I would agree personally. Those are two of the big things that stand out for me too. Yeah. And it gets us outside our normal community from we're we're living in the the community that we grew up in and to be around our CrossFit community. They've taught us so much. I just think about, I remember having a conversation with two of them. They don't have kids. Um, But they asked me like, why are you cooking dinners every night? Why don't you batch prep or meal prep on Sundays? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. That takes a lot of work. And (laughs) and, uh, I, I tried it and I've shifted and, and found more time with my family in working. Mm-hmm. I don't meal prep every single ingredient. I just cook proteins at the beginning of the week and make sure that they're yes. on hand, like ground beef, ground pork, um, and having meat thawed. But it was just that conversation with those two friends. I was like, man, it, it was life-changing. I now have more yeah. time with my boys and with Chris and to do things we want versus prepping a recipe every every night. Uh, amen. I second that 100% support that we're the same. It's like, we got some bulk sweet potatoes, some bulk meat, like just those things. It makes, gives you more time. Yeah. Yeah. But kudos to the moms who do a delicious new recipe every night. That is not me, (laughs) but uh, I mean, yeah, that's cool. So outside perspectives, different ideas, 
um, because you're getting outside of your normal circle. Let's talk about your normal circle, the farming community. Uh, what struggles do you both see the farming and ranching community experiencing with their career demands? And it's different. It's different for everybody, you know, and I work with, mm-hmm. I work primarily in, in the livestock sector. So I see farmers that work long days every day. And don't get me, there's, there's crop, strictly monocrop farmers that have long days, especially in the spring and fall. But the biggest thing we see on both sides of it is, is ultimately the stress of unknown markets, unknown weather, what's going to happen tomorrow versus today. So you, it's always a, a game of chess of, to understand, you know, when I, the way I look at it is maybe you take over a farming operation from a generation before you and you have 40 years, you have 40 times to get planting corn right, 40 times. You know, we can do a workout and get have 40 times to get a snatch right. But in, in the world of agriculture, on the cropping side, you have, say you control it for 40 years. So livestock's a little bit different. You, you have a few more times to learn lessons, but that's, there's a lot of stress and, and long days that come with it and, and trying to make a living and being the smartest about the decisions that you make that could impact that whole year. So it's, it can be a challenging industry, but I've seen a a lot of smart people do it uh, effectively and, and be successful and sometimes not the case. And I think as new farmers in our, our instance, which is probably the case for, for many too, is to be able to start up, you have to have some form of off-farm income. So then what time does that leave for you to take care of yourself, to have space, to think, to, to get to the gym? So it takes a lot, of, a lot of practice, trial and error to figure out what the best schedule looks like. What can your farming operation look like to manage an off-farm job and, and do what you love, which is agriculture? So I think from a from a first time farmer, first generation farmer, you know, there's those those challenges. It's a very good point. Yeah. As we think about those who are in the farming, ranching, agriculture industry, what recommendations would you have for them in order to take better care of themselves? And like you just said, there's a lot of pressures. There's the unknowns of the market. There's uh, off job, off the farm jobs, your farm job, there's a lot of stuff. So, so what would be your top recommendations for them to not burn out, take care of themselves, be happy? I think, and it really goes for anyone, whether you're a farmer or in ag is, is finding something that you love that isn't farming. So for us, we found that outlet through CrossFit. I'm not saying CrossFit's the one all be all, just find something to go do. So there was one customer I went to, he was a dairy farmer. And when the dairy markets were really bad some time ago, he just picked up his road bike and started riding. He did a few miles and that was his way. He was like, that honestly saved me through that time was to just get away from the farm, to think, 
And of course the exercise came with it, but for him, it was just mm-hmm. that escape. So finding something that you do to take care of yourself. And for farmers, that's not necessarily in my mind, a farm bureau meeting or a volunteer opportunity. You really have to find something that, that takes care of you. And that's going to be different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's a, and it could be something to help you even reading books. I grew up with a, a dad that when he left the farm, but as he got busier in his second career, you know, he was a big reader and I, and that was a time for him to step away into a book. He also was big into exercise because um, heart disease runs in our male side of the family. So he's taken not only his help, but mentally, and I've watched that, you know, so the same thing, I, we just get so, we can work such long days, get so tired and shut it down for the day. I've really pushed myself, even if it's in the middle of the day, the last couple of weeks have been very busy for us here on the farm. And I just told myself I'm getting away and going to the gym. It's going to sacrifice some time, but I need to get into the gym. So whether that's going for a walk with a, a book reader or going to the lake and getting on the boat with friends, things to step, you know, put yourself away. And I, and I think part of that is moving. We need to have healthy movement because we, I see friends that can sit in a tractor for 12 hours a day. Well, that's need to get out and move and, and be not only help you help mentally, but also physically. Mm -hmm. When we, um, Ash and I have been doing a lot of research in just well-being in general, and there are different pathways to mental health. And one of the pathways to like being mentally healthier is movement and just that connection between your, your body and your mind. So I think that's a wonderful recommendation there. And, and like you said, a walk, it could be going for a walk or grabbing your bike, like Jackie said, and those things make a big difference. Uh, okay. We've got one fun question here before we get ready to close it out. Both of you would be curious, what would be three life hacks? So basically like things that you wish you would have started sooner in your life. And it could be something small, like a closet organizer, <laughs> or it could be something else big. But what are those three life hacks that you want to share with our listeners that someone else out there might benefit from? I'll go first. So for me, uh, buying an air fryer. <laughs> we don't have one. I've heard. Absolutely. Okay. Ash has one. Should I do it? You're saying yes. 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 Okay. Vegetables. I mean, there's nights where we'll make burrito bowls with cauliflower rice. The boys aren't a great big fan. So we can throw in chicken nuggets and fries or broccoli, whatever, into the air fryer. And in 10 minutes, their dinner's ready. Don't have to heat up the stove, anything like that. So we absolutely love our air fryer. And then my other two hacks would be we found it in our budget to hire someone to help us clean our house every other week. And it has been great because I'm not the only one cleaning the house. Yes. <laughs> clean the house. <laughs> every two weeks, the house is tidy, you know, not to throw like, Chris under the bus or anything. Not, yeah. No, he, <laughs> he is extremely helpful. I am so yeah. blessed to have his help around the house. 
but there's just something about, and even for me too, the having detail someone, yeah, the detailed it. work. Yeah. Yes. Super, I can get it done, but the detailed part <laughs> of what Jackie wants, I'm not to her level. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so that has been really helpful to have a clean house, come home to a clean house and then just, yeah, keep the clutter at bay. Um, and then my third one, kind of more of a serious side, is a gratitude practice. So the last few mm-hmm. years, January 1st, I thought, okay, I'm going to write down all the great things that happened every day. And by January 3rd, I was done. Well, when everything uh, went down with my mom here in March and we got the diagnosis, I just found a part of my calendar, um, the monthly view of it, and started to write down every day all the good things that happened. And it wasn't perfect. I only got about half of the month done, but I started to see, I would look, I look back at the month and April was probably the hardest month for me, one of the darkest months. And that feels like the most fulfilling month of my life. And, you know, I went to college, I've had kids, we built a farm, we bought a farm, we're sixth generation, our boys are seventh generation here. But just something about that gratitude practice to be able to sit and look at all those little things that really make life fulfilling. So it's a practice I've continued to do and have found to be very helpful. And you said, I'm just, for our listeners, you said you put that on your calendar, like you take yeah. into your calendar. That's cool. Oh no. So we're old school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have uh, a hard copy. Calendar. Yeah. So we have a written calendar, a weekly and a monthly view and it awesome. Yeah. So I do it on the monthly view, but that is that's probably another life hack is just keeping a calendar that both of us can. Well, and it's kind of like email, like you see an email, but then you, you push it away and forget about it. We leave that weekly calendar out and it stays open all the time. And you walk by and go, did I get through what I need to get done today? Like we, we, we set those and that's a big organization piece of each day going through it. And then that once a week, we, we try and sit down and, and plan out the week. Mm-hmm. My hacks, one is to marry somebody that can understand your dreams and passions Aww. and then be able to work through them. Um, I think in a good marriage, there's going to be trials and tribulations that, that are you're going to butt heads, but you have to be able to walk through that. I can be stubborn and I can be grumpy at times, but I also understand what, you know, understanding each other's emotions, being able to walk away from that and not escalate something. So marriage isn't easy. Throwing kids in it isn't easy. Working full-time jobs isn't easy. And then boom, let's throw a farm on top of it. Why not? (laughs) um, It's, you know, it's had it in, in, and also marrying a wife that has an accounting background. Perfect. Um, She keeps me (laughs) in check. So that was big. Um, From a work standpoint, and and I brought this up earlier is, I think if you're going to go, if you got to go into sales, you know, there's a lot of sales jobs out there. Just remember you're not on the beaches in Normandy. Whether you got to pull into a driveway, you work for pharmaceuticals and you got to go into a doctor's office, you don't have to open that door the morning, you know, of D-Day. You know, there's, I, I put those types of scenarios in my mind that life really isn't that hard. You know, 
getting a farm, getting yelled at by a farmer really isn't that hard. Um, so that's, that's a, that's been a big hack that finally uh, a mentor of mine brought up a few years ago and it's, it makes life easier. I'm not, when you're a young kid, especially if young people are listening, going into jobs, jobs aren't that hard and, and being able to get after it, CrossFit or work or in a relationship is, isn't that difficult. Keeping, I think my third one is keeping great relationships, whether that's with family, friends, Jackie, with the boys. To me, having those relationships and people to lean on uh, is crucial. There's times like I talk about that little beach we're going to. I like it because there's not many people there. But I also am a huge social person with my group of people. Like I need that and I thrive on that. But you take me to the west side of the state when there's 6,000 people on a Lake Michigan beach and no thank you. Like, I don't need socialization that much, but having those relationships, friends to back you up when you have an issue, whether it's on the farm or in life, a flat tire, that those type of things, be able to, to be able to keep that core group around you uh, is big for us as a family and me personally. Yep. Uh, listeners, I hope you wrote a few of those down because those were awesome life hack tips here. Things we wish we would have focused on or started sooner. As we get ready to wrap up this episode, what final comments do you have for our listeners around wellness and any of our listeners in the ag industry who maybe are struggling with burnout or making time for themselves? Any final comments you want to give to those people? I think for people in ag to just find something besides farming to help yourself, whether that's mm -hmm. moving, finding a hobby of some sort. And I think for anyone listening that's not a farmer, ask a farmer. If you have any ag-related questions, mm -hmm. find a farmer and ask them. We are open and willing to share about practices within the farming community and why why we do what we do and are always willing to have that conversation to, to look beside what could we do different? What do you need as a consumer? And that's what I love about our business is being able to co connect with our customers directly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's being able to handle it. And for me, just getting better sleep because I'm more physically capable you know this week i finally ran another seven or sub eight minute mile i mean i'm still a pretty big dude and uh you know that's the type of things like yeah i it sucks sprinting a mile to me that was probably slow for the fast runners but that was those are gains like i can do this you know and also accomplish other things so it's i think you have to move and i think we get we get so out of shape for me. And I look at last weekend, I hopped on a, a small, I have a couple of friends that asked for help putting up small square hay bales. And I hopped on that wagon with a 16 year old and a 15 year old and <laughs> the 16 year old's not very much in the sports and I could run circles around him, you know, just was physically, I have put myself in that place and that that's not that big a deal to, to be able to do something 
a little bit old school and, and stack bales and unload hay at 33 years old. So, mm-hmm. and I felt great the next day because I've been through worse. So it's, it's taking those steps and, and being able to, like Jackie said, find something that challenges your mind outside of worrying about the everyday ongoing of what we have to live with in agriculture and farming. So, and same thing, I'm for the people that are listening that don't know about, you know, much about farming. I hope we can expand upon it and look at, you know, be able to ask that the internet has a lot of great things out there and a lot of bad things. So like she said, ask a farmer and be able to create those relationships. And that's what we're trying to do with being able to sell direct to the consumer. That's amazing. I'm so glad you guys are doing that. And we are grateful that you're willing to come on here and share your story about how to make space and time for your own well-being. And everyone listening, there's no doubt that you have a busy life. And maybe someone listening right now is thinking, wow, my life's not that busy. I can make time for one hour to go move and do something for myself. Uh, So thank you guys. We uh, here at um, the Living Box Free podcast brought to you by On The Rise Group, we're actually going to be looking into offering a webinar that's um, to anyone who wants to join. Specifically, we'd love to target it to agriculturalists about well-being. And we're actually going to, we're going to do it as a fundraiser for FFA. And so Chris and Jackie, we're going to talk to them about joining us for that. So look at our social media handles for more on that to come as we continue to talk about well-being. How do we take care of ourselves, especially when life is busy? Thank you guys so much. Um, Chris and Jackie are going to join us for another podcast. So make sure to tune in next week as we talk about, I'm hearing it straight from the farmer's mouth. We're going to talk about agriculture, where your food comes from, and all those confusing messages you hear and why farmers and ranchers do it the way they do. So we hope you'll tune back in for that. Thank you both so much. And we will talk to you again next week. Thank you. Bye.